yesterday was great. Okay. It's not going to be overloaded examples. All right. It's going to be like, oh, my friend here. And it's going to be all part of a very same and simple idea to speak in question three. So this one right here, it's called chaining behavior. So he's going to describe how behavior doing this after this, after this, after this benefits somebody in terms of learning. So he's going to say first and then second and then then and then next. I want you to write down those discourse markers. This one is called discourse lark, uh, marker glory. Because if you write down those discourse markers, hey, you got no problem. So here we go. I want to see, based on what you had seen in the video, based on what you know, define chaining behavior. Okay. What are you going to do? Uh, define the... The like to make the introduction. That's right. I want you to make that introduction. Okay. So this is chaining behavior. First and foremost, what do you got to do? You got to look for the title in there. The paragraph, yeah. When he starts talking about first, you've gone too far. Okay. okay. When he starts, oh. yeah. So you're looking at the first three lines, yeah. So you said the definition is before first? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So those first two and a half lines, as you see there, that's what we're looking for. It might be sequence of similar simpler behavior, no? Okay, all right, all right. Both the reading and the lecture are about chaining behavior, which is a set of sequences that need to be followed to learn something. To teach children. I'm sorry, that's the subject of the sentence. I don't know. I'm just putting it into my own words. I don't want to read it word for word because next thing you know, I'm going to be adding it. Okay, it's this, 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 this. We got to paraphrase slightly. So what you're going to do, Gabriella, it's very easy to put these types of concepts into your own words. And when you do that, hey, if you paraphrase, check. You're looking real good. Okay, so the reading is about changing behavior, which is... The reading is about chaining behavior, which is, which which is, is when children learn something by sequencing behaviors. I don't know. I just came up with that one, too. Okay. 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 And so then it's always going to be the same. The professor gives an example of this by explaining dot, 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 dot. That's it. Those are your coherence markers. Not a template. That's a coherence marker. Okay. Now, a coherence phrase, a coherence marker. I'm coining the phrases because I'm fucking cool. <laughs> well, you said in the video for that, uh, also as an example, that a professor gave is about, is that, no? Oh yeah, yeah, you could write that. I'm just coming up with things from the top of my mind. I'm just giving you a variety of different things. You could figure out what's best for you. Okay. Okay, all right, here we go. And so now he's gonna be like, I can give you an example of this. When a child, 
Now, whatever subordinate clauses you hear, whatever discourse markers you hear, if you do not listen, you're just going to give a bunch of random ass notes. But if you want to get a high score, you're going to have to link them from first, then after that, second. And so in this and that, you got to write those down. Make your life easier. Because the and rest so of the things that he's going to say, it's going to be like, oh, this and this. And you're going to be like, yeah, I know all that. That's easy. Okay, so like uh, how many examples do I need to tell or it's not, explain? It's, not, well, it's just going to be one big example in speaking question three. It's the sequencing markers that you're going to have to write down because if you write down just notes without sequencing markers, you have no idea how to connect it. You're going to make your life more difficult. You're going to stutter. You're going to hesitate. And there it is. Kapoop. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's see. I'm going to be writing notes. You're going to be writing notes. I'm going to see how we kick this one off. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes, those who know. Now listen to part of a lecture in a psychology class. Oh, it always stops. All right, let's try that again. It always stops, Gabrielle. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's see if it works now. Now, listen to part of a lecture in a psychology class. Okay. I have a three-year-old daughter, and last month I decided to help her learn how to wash her hands by herself. Now, we usually think of washing our hands as one action, but when you think about it, you can break hand washing down into a series of simpler steps. Step one, you turn on the water. Step two, you get your hands wet. Step three, you add some soap. Step four, you rinse your hands. And step five, you turn off the water. So I broke it down into these steps and then I helped my daughter learn them one step at a time. I didn't present them all at once because that would have been too complicated. First, I showed her step one, turning on the water. That's all we practiced for the next few days. Then, when she started turning on the water by herself, I added step two, getting her hands wet. And for the next few days, she practiced steps one and two, turning on the water and getting her hands wet until she could do both steps on her own. Then we added step three, putting on the soap, and she practiced steps one, two, and three for a while. Then we added step four, rinsing her hands, and eventually step five, turning off the water. She practiced all five steps in sequence for a few days until she could wash her hands all by herself. Okay, so check this out. This is the difficult part because he gives an internal preview before he goes into specifics. Yeah. So at the very beginning, he said, one, turn on water. Two, get your hands wet. Three, add soap. Four, rinse hands. Five, turn off. But then he got very specific after that. So what I would do, I would literally just say okay i can use it as a reference if i didn't write all of it down but he got more specific when he presented it again in the body okay so there's kind of like a a, a little minor introduction in terms of him having a three-year-old daughter and last month he taught her how to wash hands and he broke down the hand washing into simpler steps by not presenting it all at once but by one by one so first um uh -huh, I had that same as you, uh, to your daughter, wash hands by yourself, series, uh, uh, simple steps, water, uh, hand. 
Uh-oh, 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 oh no, Gabriella, ay, ay, ay. Add water, hand, add soap, rinse hand, and turn off water. So I brought a learn one step at a time, no, not explaining all step at once, practice each step until she would master all step together. Okay, all right, now. Not the mini link, because this is what that you were just basically speaking out your notes. Now it's going to be up to you on how you put it all together. And this is what I wanted to emphasize in terms of those steps right there. First, then, next, after that, add it, eventually. You see that? Those are okay. huge. The yellow words are huge, because after that are the explanations, and then you go into the next one. If you don't have that, you're just going to say, step one, turn on water, then turn on water by itself. Few days, soap. Practice all three, rinse hands. And then at the end, <laughs> you know what I mean? So are you ready to kick some ass? Are you ready to do this? Yes. This is gonna be a hard one, but let's see how you go, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, the reading is about changing be do you oh the reading is about changing behavior, which is when a child learns something by sequencing behaviors, the professor gives an example of, of this by explaining uh, her three-year-old daughter how to wash her hand by herself. He explained uh, the five basic steps how to wash uh, her hand by herself, like first add water, then uh, add soap to the hand, then rinse the hand and turn up the water. So uh, the professor basically uh, introduced uh, one step after, after the other until her daughter master each step. Uh, so at the end, uh, he combined all the steps together until, uh, after her daughter uh, had mastered all the steps together. A lot of repetition, 48 seconds. You missed that on step three. You missed that on step four. You missed that on step five. But good introduction, good transition, good introduction into the body of three key his daughter, not her daughter, but his daughter, three-year-old daughter. And last month, see, a lot of that. So you talked about step one, and it sounded like you were talking about what I had stated here. Yeah. Remember before I deleted it, it was like, okay, step one, this, step two, this. And then you kind of just put everything else together, and then that was it. So like how many seconds is this question? 60? 60. Speaking question two, three, or four, 60. Okay. And so that number three, that number four, that number five, you kind of meshed it all together. There was a repetition, there was repetition in terms of saying together and together. And so now you're aware, now you're aware. So let me give it a crack and let me, and I'm going to do a beautiful introduction, great transition, great little internal preview about the three-year-old daughter. You got the step one, but then you kind of followed him doing that summary at the beginning. And then okay. after step number two, I, I didn't even hear number three, number four. Then you said, okay, at the end, you put it all together. Da, 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 and I'm like, uh-oh, that's why you finished at 49 seconds. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. The reading's about chaining behavior, which is when children learn something by sequencing behaviors. The professor gives an example of this by explaining his three-year-old daughter, who last month he taught how to wash hands. And he broke this down into simpler steps. Now, he didn't present it all at the same time. He presented first with the step number one, turning on the water. 
and his daughter practices for a few days. And then after that, she turned on the water by herself by getting her hands wet. So for the next two days, she practiced, or the next few days, she practiced steps number one and two. After that, there's step number three, putting soap onto the hands. So she practiced all three of these for a while. I ended up adding step number four, rinsing her hands after that. And then eventually they got to step number five. So in terms of that, she practiced all five steps in sequence until she can wash her hands. Ah, you saw my notes were a little bit banged up. I had 59 seconds. Notes are a little, I don't know. It's like right here. Yeah, next few days, it was something. But at the same time, do you see how I gave that internal preview? The teaching how to wash hands is a little bit of a fumble, but that's okay. I ended up, you know, getting myself and getting my momentum back. He didn't present it all at once. He presented it step by step. So there was the first one, step number one, turning on the water. And she practiced that for a few days. Then there was turning on water by herself and getting her hands wet. So over the next few days, she practiced steps one and two. You see how I'm taking my time with it and I'm very detailing the sequencing one after another. And so you, remember yesterday, you were speaking at 100 miles per hour. I know you, Gabrielle. You're like, okay, mira, mira, mira. Okay, for seven months, turn on the water and practice that for three days, okay? And then after that, she turned on that. I'm like, oh, Gabriella, you want to do everything very fast. You got to be slow. <laughs> okay? Ooh, all right. Okay, all right. So there it is. Now, this one was, like I told you, it was a little bit more complex than the other ones I'm going to be given or I've given you and stuff like that. So it's all good. But let's go to another one, image advertising. Oh, boy, this one's going to be a little bit crazy. But yes, this is very fam uh, similar to what you're going to be doing. So let's get into this image advertising. I'm going to put this right here. Bam. So remind me again, how many seconds do I, <laughs> do I um, no, like I can watch the um, paragraph. <clears throat> you say you go watch the pair. Oh, you're going to have, let's just say 40 seconds. Again, I think it's 45. I think it's 50, but there's so, ETS is so trash because they're like, speaking question two, 50, speaking question three, 45. Speaking question four forty. They they so just make it like forty, okay? Like give yourself the benefit of the doubt and put yourself in forty questions. I don't want you to prepare specifically for the time because you're just so goddamn dumb when it comes to that. I don't know who came up with that format. ETS. So okay. you we have image that, advertising. That that definition would be at the first and second sentence. So. Not all the time. What I kind of like to do is I look for the word image or image advertising together. All I could find is this. But at the same time, I got the definition, like you said, right here. Yeah. So good. So we're just going to rephrase that for the first line and a half. It's when a product. <clears throat> it's when a product. No, wait. It's when a company uses a product okay. as an image and words to increase their sales.
And then it goes into the details. An image could be a symbol, a character. We don't care about that. Typically, the image is positive. No shit. The image also mm -hmm. tends to be easy to remember. Uh, yeah, so if you wanted to put in a positive, easy to remember image. Image advertises when companies use positive and easy to remember, easy to remember images on their I product to increase sales. Okay. So I kind of ran over detail number one here in the blue. And then I went to detail number two in this last one. And I got the general idea of each. Okay. Here, easy to remember. Here, positive. So I kind of just say, okay, positive, easy to remember. Oh, there you go. That's your intro. But you don't always have to do that. You're going to figure out, Gabriela, what works for you, all right? Okay. Okay, so I'm writing for the listening. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Tres, dos, uno. Now listen to part of a lecture in a marketing class. You know, there are lots of different companies out there that make and sell cookies or biscuits, but there's one company, Big Bear Cookies, that has used this technique to sell more cookies than all its competitors. How? Well, the company has this animal character called Big Bear that it uses in all of its advertising. The picture of the bear is on its cookie boxes, and the character of the bear also appears in its TV commercials. Oh, and of course, the cookies themselves are shaped like Big Bear. Now, most people who eat Big Bear cookies are children. And, well, they enjoy the bear and think that he's really entertaining and fun. In the TV commercials, for example, he's always saying funny things and dancing around in a lively, comical way. So Big Bear makes children feel good about the company's cookies, makes children want to get them. And, you know, the really interesting thing is that the figure of Big Bear stays in people's minds and makes them think of cookies, even though bears don't usually have anything to do with cookies. I mean, bears certainly don't make or eat cookies, right? Yet, Big Bear is a character that people, particularly children, don't seem to forget. Because year after year, Big Bear Cookies sells more cookies than any other company. Okay, I wrote a whole bunch to show you that there's a lot of mesh together in this. Okay, okay. there's a lot. I just wanted to like put this all here. And again, you're not going to be able to say everything. <clears throat> but there's a lot of, there's one company. Now, most people who eat in TV commercials, the figure stays in mind. There's a lot of examples and supports along with this. Now, again, you're not going to be able to write everything as I did. I just wanted to write as much as I could just to show you exactly how you're going to be stringing together things. So let's see. Okay. Okay, so I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. The reading is about image advertising which is when a company uses a product and image to increase sales. As an example that a professor gives is that a lot of different companies bake and sell cookies, but there's a big co company that sells more cookies and biscuits to children. It's called Big Bear. They use ads, 
architecture to be commercial, to sell the product, and to shape of a bear in which uh, children like and enjoy more. On that TV commission, they show a bird that, that's dancing around and it makes children more uh, happy and feel good about themselves. Also, this commission may stay in people's mind and make them think of, of cookies and bears. So in conclusion, this company sells more cookies because they have more uh, intuition into the uh, product advertising because they use symbols and and friend friends to sell the products. Oh, shit, you adapted. That was the best. I've never seen you adapt that way. Holy fuck, because you knew. You were at the conclusion at 47. Yeah, a brilliant job. First and foremost. Astronomically well, different from what it was before. That was fun. That was great, Gabriella. You are a speed talker. I swear. And you were just like, oh, da, 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 da. and I was just following my notes. I said, oh, hell yeah. She doing it big right now. I like improvise because like I I didn't want to repeat more of the TV commercial or children. So I like. I don't know. I just improvised that conclusion. Good. And you improvised it in a way. I was like, damn, she's going back to the reading. So did you take down a lot of reading? Where? I mean. In the, in the, in the, right here in the paragraph. Did you take down a lot of it? Because you know what? I think writing as many notes as you can could be a great backup for if you finish a little bit early. What do you think? Because yeah. you're a speed talker. I'm going to call you a speed demon, but with respect, not a demon. You're like a speed uh, 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 Jesus, a speed angel. Okay. And so when you get to 47, you can always revert back to the ridiculous amount of copious notes that you wrote at the beginning to improvise. Yeah. What do you think? Because it sounded like you went back to your reading. Which oh, was yeah. Funny. Yeah. You said, oh, and this is why they use the image and they use this. Blah, 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 blah. I said, well, this sounds like the reading. But it is also that the. Um that topic is like easy to improvise because you know like the advertising tv propaganda all the stuff like you can improvise but for example like in another topic about like science or economics you uh -huh. cannot improvise that much gotcha gotcha oh yeah that's true too well i mean to be honest with you you could improvise the hell out of that hand washing <laughs> well yeah and you could have improvised the hell out of the hand washing but very good Gabriella that was a huge difference in between the two a huge difference between the two god damn it senorita okay oh man and considering that you got a 23 before oh man you about to raise hell up in here advantage that I like wrote the introduction and did like after I heard the listening part, I made like some notes, like I put some connectors like in the notes, like this first and first, then like you said before, then after. Then after what else? Like the connectors, because uh, you have told me before, like, like when I said the ideas, like I cannot like jump from, from an idea where I like a connector. Ah, ah, right, right, right. And so you did good because in TV commercials, most people, you connected a lot of this, but you did a very good job at connecting it. So it comes down to the clauses, you using which, you using so that, 
when so in saying that, and I love how you put that in conclusion. Good job on you. Uh, 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 you did a little in conclusion. I saw like the 47 seconds and like, I I mean, obviously I, I needed to keep on talking. What did you do? Like at 47 seconds, you didn't freak the fuck out like a lot of people did. You said, I'm a Dominican, I'm going to come a day. So how'd you do it? Like at 47, you were like, so in conclusion, many kids like a big bread cookies because they remind me, but it depends that topic because that topic you can like improvise because it's children, cookies, bears, but in some topics you can not improvise or let, at least uh, unless you're like a very um, familiar with that topic. Right okay all right well this one oh yeah speaking of which we gonna get into that ugly this is the one where it's gonna be a little bit hard because this is about psychology state dependent memory when learning something new people are aware consciously or unconsciously of the environment in which their learning takes place this learning oh my god okay so this is gonna be a lot of referencing to different past events report the hell out of it okay so meaning Okay, a few days after that, okay, we were in class the next day. Those, whatever linkers in terms of days, adverbial time clauses, you better write them bitches down because they're going to give you a ridiculous amount of coherence and it's going to be very fluid. If you don't, you're just going to be like, this boy, and just go sound like all things are in one day. So here we go. Sum that bad boy up. Now, I don't know if they have, oh shit, look, check this out. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's all the way at the bottom. Damn. God. <laughs> so this is a little harder. However, there's a definition. Anytime you see a double hyphen like this, they're stating the definition, the ability to remember easier, more successful in an environment. Got it. Okay. So anytime you see something at the very bottom, if you see double hyphens, that's where the definition is, okay? Okay. I mean, it says it's the ability to remember what? To remember. It says. It... To remember uh, things. The, the ability to remember. Like I wrote that readings about state dependent memory, which is the opposite, is the ability to remember things. events. Events. Things. There you go. Things, events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go to the listening. All right. So here we go. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Now listen to part of a lecture on this topic in a psychology class. In a psychology. When I was a student in middle school, some of my classmates and I got an assignment to do a group presentation on tropical plants. Okay, and as part of this assignment, we needed to memorize the names, you know, and certain key characteristics of the plants. Then on the morning the assignment was given, our teacher gave us time to work on the presentation during class, right there in the classroom. So there we were during the school day in our usual classroom, studying and memorizing the information. Uh, and our teacher and the other kids in the class were all there too. Obviously. Okay, so then later on the night before the presentation, 
I invited my group members over to my house to do some final studying. And there we were. It was after dark. My parents and my brother were in the next room watching TV and no one else was around. It felt pretty different from working in the classroom with all our schoolmates around, like it was on that morning when we'd spent time learning the information. Anyway, at my house, when we tried to remember the plant information, we got a little worried. Suddenly, it was more difficult to remember all the names and different facts. But the next morning, when we were back in the classroom, the presentation actually went very smoothly. It was easier for us to remember what we needed to talk about. There it is. Like I told you, later, night before, after dark, next morning, on the morning, you know, these are a lot of different, this is why I said, you got to be good with writing those bad boys down. Okay. Not bad, huh? No. We could totally wing this based on the information, too. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'll hit that timer. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'll hit it when you start speaking. Okay, that reading is about state-dependent memory, which is the ability to remember things and events. As an example that a professor gave is that when he was a student in middle school, one of these professors assigned them a tropical plant assignment in which they had to memorize names, of, names and characteristics of plants. On the morning day of the work assignment, he and his uh, classmate were studying and memorizing that topic of the assignment. Later on that day, they went to uh, his house to um, study the assignment and review the notes, but they felt different because they couldn't be, uh, they couldn't learn and review the notes as, as they did at school. And it was diff uh, difficult to remember, but the uh, other day at school, when it was time to present the assignment, they felt more confident because they were uh, familiar with the with the topic and the assignment was smoothly. Environment. Oh, I was hoping you said environment because the familiarity with the environment. Oh, Gabriela. But I mean, it was an assignment. No. What was that? That was phenomenal. That was fantastic, Gabriella. Go, you ready? Let's go. Go get me a 28. <laughs> go get me a damn 28, okay? That was fantastic, Gabriella. Wow. Okay. Now, and it's funny because when they were back in the classroom, the presentation went smoothly because I just, I was hoping you said environment, but you were like, uh, and then you said it. I said, okay, fuck it. That's good. Good job, Gabriella. I was looking at my notes. I was like, bam, boom, boom. I was like, put, I was putting the fist to the, you know, fist to the air. And I was like, oh yeah, she on fuego. Okay, man, I'm telling you. Okay, we're going to do just one more speaking three. We'll probably go back to number two. We'll probably go back to number one. Speaking question four, we'll be doing it in our next session. But oh, I'm feeling confidente. Is did we do this already? Another proceed? Nah, man, we already did procedure. Okay, let's do another one. Uh, uh, speaking question four is that's like that first one, right? Or no? 
Now, speaking of question four, you're going to be listening to an audio. There's going to be no reading. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult, to be honest with you, because there's going to be a lot of blah, 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 blah at the beginning. But I mean, it's like a familiar topic, a candle situation. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. This is all science. All science. Okay. Yeah. But guess what? It's easier because it's always two ideas, two reasons, two defense mechanisms, two this, two adaptations. And then you're listening for the main idea, the support, the example, the conclusion. Next idea, main idea, support, example, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more structured. However, at the beginning of the speaking question four, which you're going to see in the video, okay, you got the video. Uh, it's 40 seconds of bullshit of her just saying the same thing practically over and over and over. That's the only difficult part, not to write down all that bullshit. Because if you speak all that bullshit, you're going to be going into the first reason, first defense mechanism, like at 30 seconds. And then you're going to be fucked because you're going to be trying to rush everything. You're not going to get into the core, the substance of everything. You're going to be just left, just bare ass naked at the beginning because all that bullshit you had written down. Okay. So that's what we have to be very careful about. So here we go. I'm foraging. Let's go. Take some notes. This is speaking question three. Yes. So I have two more. I found the title. Here it is. Which is a way to sustain energy because it says here, this energy efficient approach to obtaining food. Uh, which is a method to obtain uh, energy uh, using food, no? Which is a method to not obtain energy, to sustain energy by maximizing how much they use. Expend means to use. So here we go. Which is a method that animals or insects use in order to not use so much energy to obtain food, to get food. There you go. To obtain food, okay. 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 All right, so here we go. Let's do it. You're getting real good at these, uh, you're getting real good with the opening, uh, what is it, paragraphs, good stuff. Okay, here we go. Tres, dos, uno. Don't worry, it's going, it's going to come now, up. Now, listen Fine. to part of a lecture from a biology class. All right. All right. So I, I've got a good example of this. There's a bird, a species of crow, that lives near the water, and it feeds on a type of shellfish that has a hard outer shell. In order to eat the shellfish, the bird has to crack open its hard shell. So when this bird feeds, what it does is it dives down out of the air into shallow water, grabs a shellfish in its mouth, then carries the shellfish up in the air. It then drops the shellfish, lets it fall onto the rocks below. When the shellfish hits the rocks, its shell cracks and splits open and the bird can eat it. Now this bird, this crow doesn't just swoop down, grab the first shellfish it sees, and then fly up to any height and let it fall. Instead, it does two things. First, it carefully selects only the biggest shellfish. 
That means it's going to get the biggest possible meal for its efforts, okay? Second, it carries the shellfish up to a specific height, about five meters, and drops it from there. If the bird dropped the shellfish from a lower height, it would have to pick it up and drop it too many times in order to break the shell. On the other hand, if the bird carried the shellfish up to a higher altitude, an altitude higher than is necessary to crack the shell, it'd be wasting energy. So this bird expends just the right amount of energy, no more, no less, that it needs to obtain just the right kind of food. Damn. Okay, now this is hard because I think the biggest one was when it, feed, when it feeds, it dives down out of the air into water, grabs shell, carries it, drops it, lets it fall. Those five little... <laughs> Those five phrasals is what you're going to have to use, all right? And then when the shell hits the rock, it cracks, and then the birds get eats it. And then there's a first and a second, and there's a if drops lower, and then there's a on the other hand. Okay. Those are all the things that I had written down. Oh, boy. A little hard, Gabriela. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. You got this. Si se puede. The reading is about optimal foraging, which is a method that animals use an insect to obtain food. As an example that the professor gave is that it's about a bird species called crow, which they live in water and they eat selfish, in which they crack and open to feed themselves and dive into the water. Also, they carry the selfish and uh, let it fall down into the rocks for uh, for them to able uh, to eat it. But they select one of the big, uh, they select a high altitude and, and select one of the biggest uh, selfish to obtain more food. They carry the uh, specific selfish into the high uh, altitude, like um, five meters, and they drop it into the rock. If they choose to drop it into a low height, they will have to do it again. So this is the way the bird expand the right energy to feed themselves. Wow, that was a little difficult. I'm not exactly sure how they would grade that, but it just felt like your notes were a little bit discombobulated. They were like, here, there, here, there, here, there. It's like you were jumping from up, down, up, down, up, down, rather than going down, 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 down. What do you think? Oh, well. That was a little bit harder. Now, the thing is, okay, a bird, in order to feed it, you, you ended up saying dive water and then carry shell, shellfish. You didn't mm -hmm. list the steps. You didn't talk about when it hit the rock, the shell cracks, and then the bird eats it. Um, yeah. Uh, they let it fall in, into the rock and eat it. They right. select and to get more meal, and they carry the shellfish to a specific high like five meters, if they carry it to a low height, they will have to do it uh, again. No? Okay. okay, yeah, because I heard you say they select, yeah. they select the altitude, but then you meant to say they select the biggest shellfish. So we're, they were just little subtle things, right? Little things that, that were just placed here and there. You did everything you could. 
You did everything you could because there was a lot of information in this. But, you know, the first, the second, if drops, on the other hand, here, let me try to chicken crack at it, but I don't have a 